2: Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook?
0: Yep, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah,
2: I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook.
0: Got it.
2: Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine.
0: A new kind of Chromebook. Hello everyone, welcome back to CORE. This is the weekly look at video games that we like to make. Myself, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger. Talking about video games, the issues of the day. Sometimes it's news, sometimes it's just our views. Sometimes we want to rant, sometimes we want to react to other people's rants. Sometimes we just want to drink drink. Gamer Girl bathwater. Hold on. Mm. Oh, it's saltier than I expected. Wait, are you drinking Gamer Girl bathwater? No, it's just water water. I mean, you never know, right? Like I always I don't trust yeah. any bottling companies, these uh, especially Kirkland brand, the stuff they have at Costco, because uh I don't think that stuff comes from spring water. I think they just put it in under uh, a tap. So for all I know, that's got a little gamer girl. There's a little gamer girl uh, juice in all of us.
2: I like uh, to true. think of Kirkland as, or Kirkland, as maybe it's supposed to be said, yeah, as like uh, Springfield and the Simpsons, like it's behind a nuclear power plant. Like <laughs> Kirk, Kirkland's its place, <laughs> and then there's a giant nuclear power plant behind well, it. Well, it
0: might actually Kirkland. be a place for all I know. I don't know what they named it after now that you mentioned that. But when you go there, here's the best thing about Kirkland brand anything at Costco. You can get chili, Kirkland brand chili at Costco in bulk if you want. And you can also get Kirkland brand toilet paper in bulk. That, my friends, is a company covering it on both sides of the financial consumer spectrum.
2: <laughs> Are they
1: made in the same? And building? the body, for that matter. Yeah,
0: they got it all covered. Everything you need from eating the chili to wiping your butt—they got you covered. Thank you, Costco. Where I like would we that? Feel like this
1: was an ad. I feel like they owe us money.
2: <laughs> no. Well, here we go. Let's tear into them. Kirkland is a terrible name. Oh. Okay. This should be a shame.
0: All right. Look yeah, at that. Some hot takes, deep cuts here on the Shouldn't course. show.
2: Kirkland on the name alone.
0: All right. Fair enough. Hey, uh, w- <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. Um, speaking of uh, ranting, this isn't really a rant, but um, look, if five, let's say about four or five years ago, if you were somebody who said, you know, I think this is just the beginning of the end. I think all the principal people that we've known at Blizzard Entertainment are going to start dropping like flies and leaving uh, some of the veterans, maybe even the ultimate veterans, the founders of the company. Somebody might have called you crazy and said, whatever. Those guys will be here forever. Nobody's leaving. And then they started to leave. And it started with uh, Rob Pardo, who was kind of a big executive of the company uh, under some somewhat dubious, uh, dark uh, s- circumstances. Nobody really knows for sure. But off he went to do Bonfire Games, which still doesn't have a game. And... Uh, and then you had Chris Metzen decide to take an early retirement and take off. Uh, arguably the most recognizable figurehead of the company. And then more recently here, you got, and there's lots of little ones in between. I don't want to, I don't want to just skip over those. But lots of little developers, uh, smaller team heads, stuff like that. Ben Brode, that's not small, but you know, Ben Brode is a big deal. But then you had, uh, you had uh, Mike Morheim, who sounds like John Jagger when he talks been a great year to what's it been a great year
1: for there john uh we're really excited here at blizzcon thanks everybody (laughs) for coming out uh it's been a fantastic year for blizzard it always feels weird when i do a mike morheim impression because i just sort of talk
0: yeah it's just your voice it's not like when you do um the deckard Kane or something where it's you know there's effort this is just you talking but that's how he sounds it's been a great year for esports everyone but anyway so Uh, He leaves, uh, or announces he's leaving, goes to BlizzCon, does his final goodbye, uh, stands awkwardly as we try to give him a tribute that he really couldn't see from the stage, and then he left. And then he he had an NDA that lifted in April, and then he could talk about stuff, and now he's off to do something else, and we don't know what that is. Could be game-related, for all we know. Uh, Now, we find out this week, since we last spoke to you fine folks at home, Frank Pierce, the third head of the founding triple-headed monster that started this company, is exiting the, the company. Hydra. Yes, the Hydra of Blizzard is leaving. 28 years uh, later, he's out. He's one of the co-founders of Blizzard Entertainment. He's now leaving the company. Uh, the announcement of Pierce's exit comes less than a year after Morheim did. Uh, that was the other uh, guy. And uh, Jay Allen Brack, executive producer of World of Warcraft, took over the position as president of Blizzard. He says this, The time has come for me to step away from Blizzard and pass the torch to the next generation of leaders. Uh, he said in July, it was on the 19th, so what was that last Thursday? So it's been a, been about a week. He has served as chief of develop, uh, chief development officer for Blizzard, which has run a division of uh, sorry, which has run as a division of activism. Blizzard, uh, basically, he's the programmer guy in the in the early days. And he just kind of stayed and managed that like all things engineering, all things back end services, servers, tech.
1: Well, he was gone for a while,
0: though. Uh wait, when? He was? Frank Pierce was? I thought yeah, you're thinking quit, it.
1: quit in two thousand four and rejoined the company in Oh, this is that's Alan Adham. Yeah, that's Adam.
0: That's different. That's the other guy. Okay. Who, which is weird because that guy leaves in 04 right at the crest of uh World of Warcraft's they were about to go, right? Things were about to pop. Yeah. And then Alan Adham, uh technically the founder of the company, the guy that rallied right. everyone together to start it. He takes off, and then he comes back in 2016 to do their um, incubator stuff, right? Like, gonna oversee all the little projects and see what makes it to the surface and becomes games and that sort of thing. This weird, crazy irony now is that of the three founders, the one guy who seemed fishy in the mid-aughts is back, and the other two that seemed like they were never going to go anywhere are gone.
1: Yeah, but this has been a long time, right? Yeah. Oh, it's 28 years. I mean, how long are you supposed to stay with the company? (laughs) I mean, 28 years.
0: He even said in the post, he says, I've spent, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he's going to, he basically says, I've spent my entire adult life and working life at Blizzard. There was nothing else. I mean, they started this thing in his twenties, early twenties on kind of a fluke, not really sure what else he was going to do. And then that's, this is all he's known. And so I think John's probably got a point like at some point, 28 years is probably enough. Right. You're like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Time to go. Yeah. Why not?
0: Yeah. I don't have, I actually, I don't see any real controversy in any of this. Uh,
1: I mean, we, we all kind of have a tendency to put Blizzard up on a, on a pedestal to some degree. Um, It's kind of bitten us uh, recently. The fact that we hold them to a bit of a higher standard than we hold most places, but You know, not to say uh, for a lot of people, they go there and they say it's our dream job and people are very excited about it. But at the end of the day, it is a job uh, like a lot of us do or have done. And, you know, you you can you can grow tired of it. You can grow tired of working, you know, like medicine. Sometimes you just want to stay home and paint figurines with your kids. That sounds all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I question, oh, oh, sorry. Good Bo. Go ahead. I just wanted to to oh. say like it just brings us to a point where you know i I think twenty eight years is a long time, and I think it's not too surprising to see people go, but in a world where a lot of people are looking for blizzard to do something, you know these stories have a tendency to gain a little more traction as a as a negative when it might just be somebody deciding to move on.
0: I agree, but what were you gonna say well, that's a um...
2: Because we've talked about these things before, I guess you know with Mike and Chris going, it's retreading some same territory. I'm kind of thinking, why don't they keep these guys on like Walt Disney? Like, like you don't have to work or do anything; just show up and I don't know, like the company worked for. All you. <laughs> like, did they did they do I, like, that with what? Walt
0: Disney? How did that work? I didn't know about that. I don't
2: know how Walt Disney works, but you know, I think the way the company lore as I perceive it to be, is that some of these founder guys have put a legacy behind them, but also have become important faces for the company. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Stanley's still showing up in Marvel films and stuff. I'm kind of like, well, why aren't they keeping them around and like, just, you know, give them money and worship the ground they walk on and have them come out because the fans like it. And they're the faces we know because oftentimes I'm kind of thinking, you know, that these individuals who can get up in front of people, as you know, Chris in his interview even said how much how, how nerve wracking it actually is for him, even though it doesn't seem that way when you watch him. Mm-hmm. These individuals are unique and important to the company. Why aren't they like, yeah, you're retiring, but you can just stay home all the time? Except we just had this little bit for you to get up in front of the camera and like play our games or something. Why are they retiring into the hills? I think the, I, I think I, think I
0: have an find. answer for you. I think Blizzard would do that on a heartbeat. I don't think these people want to do that. Like I I know Frank Pierce doesn't. He didn't like the he didn't like the front line anyway. He Which never is not a good buck. Well, I, <laughs> like Frank, I, I, don't I agree. Think. But like like saying that is like saying, "Hey, Morheim, I know you're ready to get out of here, but just stay, just stay." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, me? I mean, he doesn't, have,
2: he doesn't have to put in a forty-hour week. He literally just has to. I don't know show up and just be mike like i, I, I don't again I, I know that companies work in specific ways but at the same time they these were the visionaries that founded the very company and they're tied up in the lore of blizzard as a unique company separate from other companies Yeah. and it saddens me to see the people that i feel like i've built relationships like again i often think about chris's recruitment video chris metzen's recruitment video And how impactful that was to me when I watched it and how like passionate it is. And I'm like, why would you, why would you, would you not pay anything just to keep that, that talent around? Like there's a, you know, there's a reason we pay actors a ton of money, even though arguably most of the labor is done by the crew and they're getting paid union wages or whatever. Right. Like there's a reason we have these, these charismatic magnetic people associated with a company. I think it's telling that they're not being kept around for a company as unique and as the only company gaming company I can think of that has that stature of like the Disney of video games of like a high quality uh, for gameplay as well as for aesthetic why these people aren't being kept around even one of them you know and now that I mean no, Frank's not really that kind of a magnet magnanimous person it still begs the question at this juncture
0: today. i i mean sure I think... they just i just think they want to go do what they want to do i like I, it would be a curse otherwise i think in their particular case i agree with you 100 that from our perspective these figureheads moving on is not a, a not a great look it doesn't feel good it feels like a big weird transition away from what we love like all of that stuff i i don't I don't say that you're wrong about any of those feelings. I have to give him
2: Moorheim Laboratories, a little side venture with a small budget that he can make his weird game But I think he just wants out
1: for one thing, he might be going and doing something else. So there's one reason why he might not stick around is if all of a sudden he pops up in a couple years or a couple months with a video game company, that's why he's not a figurehead at Blizzard. But moreover, I think like, you know, you have to cultivate people as well as, you know, your company and your product and your business. And to say like, well, we're going to keep these guys around who aren't going to do anything, but they're good figureheads, you prevent anybody else from falling into that role. And it's it's comfortable because it's like, oh, well, we know them. But at a certain point, you have to let other people step into that. In Blizzard's case, you know, we are talking about the people who built and established this company. So it's not like there were people before them, but... You know, if you imagine a company where somebody came into prominence in a company that already existed, had somebody else not stepped back and let that person take that spotlight, you wouldn't have those people. Like You have to give other people a chance to step into the limelight and say, hey, I'm here. You can't just keep dredging out the same people forever and ever and ever and saying, well, all of you matter, but you don't matter as much as this guy. We pay him to just come out and wheel him out every BlizzCon to say, hey, BlizzCon, and then we wheel him in the back like you gotta let Blizzard find the next Chris Metzen. And I admit those are massive, maybe impossible shoes to fill, but you gotta try. You can't just say, oh, it can't be done. We're gonna we're gonna close the book on this forever. I don't, I don't
2: I don't think I'm saying they should exclude other people. Like I don't think I think you can have both.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's possible you could have both. I mean I I felt like Broad was the upcoming Mets and well, type. yeah
1: like the, 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 that's the, the, a great example actually yeah, yeah yeah
2: it's like the next generation left before the first generation oh a little,
0: little bit um <laughs> I mean you're not Uh-oh. you're not wrong about that but I the way I would look at it is from the perspective of the people who have to actually left they may just be sick of this like this it's gotten so big and so crazy and has been really since their first major successes but then put into overdrive exponentially again when wow was a hit and it was all hands on deck and it was be- they became the world of warcraft company just to keep up with it and i think at this stage with all the spotlight with the activision stuff with the even some of the negativity right now if i were them i'd be going yeah 28 years is good i think i'm good i don't need to do this anymore i got millions of dollars they can't pay me enough to stick around why would they this is the company i helped found i'll leave it on my terms anything else will feel like a curse you must stay. Invisible chains keep you at your desk, well, Frank Pierce. You can't leave. <laughs> That—that's an assumption we're making, and it's
2: likely to be the case. But I'm saying that's telling. Hmm. Like, so what I'm saying is like, it sh- I'm not saying it should be this one way. If not, this is a problem. I'm saying it's telling that the people who founded the company don't want to stick around. Yeah, I that that, that, that the people who are currently taking over the company are like, yeah, see you later. Um, that not, like, and I, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. but i'd have to imagine dude it's not the same without you how can we keep you involved i mean you could say the same about stanley at any point like god i'm sick of comics but he kept (laughs) his toe in there and did it they kept him around i'm sure he didn't work that much i don't know much about stanley either but he was around and i'm saying blizzard is a company of that stature i I think of it in terms of disney or marvel but in the gaming space Mm -hmm. and i find it very i find it I find it not a good sign. I will agree that with you. Just, I might just be making a big deal out of nothing because everything ever like John, when you're saying, you know, it's a normal part of a company, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, but it's not a normal company we're talking about. I, I think
0: so, I agree with you. I think uh, uh, I don't necessarily agree about what, you know, whether they should be made to stick around or anything. And you're not really saying that. But what I, what I do sure. agree with is it doesn't matter why they're leaving or when they're leaving. It feels feels bad i'll just speak from my perspective it feels bad to me to see them all leaving in and around the time that things are uh, a little scrutiny filled for the company like it's to me it's like a little bit of their bailing and
1: i got a good example it's like when john stewart left the daily show yeah he left at a time where we were getting to a really interesting political place where a lot of people were like, but we want to hear your commentary, your thoughts on this. Like, like, where is this voice going to be in this, in what we're going into? Mm -hmm. And I think there were a lot of people that were like, oh my gosh, this is, what does this mean that he's leaving at this time? And I I think in that case, it was probably just a, you know, he felt it was time. He wanted to do other things. He had run its course, no matter how interesting things were about to get. Um, It was done, but I think people, as a response to that, have a tendency to go, Oh my gosh, look at what you're leaving us with. And I think there's an element of that to Blizzard because we are in a place where we're like, Hey, I've never really felt this way about this particular company before. It seems to be going in a weird sort of direction. They're making some strange decisions I don't really understand. They seem to be, I don't know, kind of shifting philosophy in a weird way. And then you see people leave and you go, Well, but what the hell is going on?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the I like the Stewart example. John Stewart announced his retirement from the show, leaving the show before Trump announced his presidency run in 2015. And what that tells me is sometimes stuff just has really ugly timing to it, you know? And by ugly, I mean unfortunate timing because he would have been, I mean, just imagine, I, hey, by the way, no offense because Trevor Noah is kind of killing it. He's really good at what he does. So this isn't me bashing on him. I think he's great. He's a he's his own kind of great. Oh yeah. Um. And that and that was good to see that, right? Like after this, it was like who can fill those shoes? Turns out they're just slightly different shoes, but he's filling them just fine. Um. And Stewart would tell you that himself. But 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 seeing him leave right before it would have been field day for him. Like the if this was the mid two thousands, it would be the greatest time of John Stewart's career. He would have loved this, and we would have loved listening to his satire and his take and his rip and his rant. It would have been really, really great. But he decided to leave before he even knew what was coming. And He's I agree. working with,
2: five days a week.
0: Right, and I agree with you. It was 15 yeah. years, too. It was a long time, 99 to Yeah, I'm not suggesting, again, that Mike or Frank work
2: five days a week anymore, like, that's right. – you know what I mean? Like, again, like, I just think that beast is a little different. I also think the scale of a company like Blizzard or Disney is like greater than the Daily Show is popular and as culturally relevant as it is. I think we're we're it's apples to oranges a little bit. He's got a he's the talent when you're the talent.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you, like either you're doing it or you're not doing it. right? Right. I, I don't I think Blizzard has a lot of, as you said, talented people who are coming to take that place. Yeah, it's just it looks like a complete disassociation. Or I'm sure John Stewart would be very happy to show up anytime required on Daily Show or on Colbert Show or with John Oliver and still be a part of that, which is, I think, what I'm driving at.
0: Yeah, and he does. He showed up on, what was he on? I just saw one of those three shows. He showed up yeah, he was just on.
1: I think he was just on uh, Stephen Colbert. Actually, he shows up there a lot. Yeah, but I wasn't trying to draw a direct comparison that this is the same thing. It was more how we as people react to something like this. Sure, sure. we mm-hmm. see something there that might be there, might not, but we draw parallels to whatever else is going on in the real world. We don't necessarily know the mind of the person. Yeah, so I look I at this stuff.
0: I look at Frank Pierce and I look at everybody else leave Blizzard and I do exactly that. I say. Oh, but who's going to fix this problem you got right now? With no games out, nothing new, and too many cancellations. Who's who? Wh- wh- whatever will you do? You know, I don't know. What did I say come in that to, video? To Daddy, Daddy Bobby. What did I say? Daddy when Mister X
1: walked in. What am I to do? What am what I am to am do? I
0: what am, do? am I to do? What am I to do? They say to themselves. Like there's that in my head as they leave. But then again. I mean, behind the scenes, notwithstanding, Frank Pierce was rarely the public face of any of this. He didn't like it. He was reserved and quiet and would once in a while get on stage and say, we're making necromancers. Goodbye. And then he, you know, that'd be it. (laughs) That was it for him. He was a quiet, you know, more reserved dude. Whereas Moorheim was much more front facing at him. Also kind of quiet. You don't hear from him very often. So in a lot of ways, you know this just all feels like other I like
2: that t- Jay Allen Brack called him gruff,
0: oh, is that his word is gruff oh, In his letter statement. yeah, he was like yeah.
2: he could come across as gruff, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know much about Frank Pierce, but he definitely seemed like a gruff guy, yeah, I feel I like mean, we, we all still
1: get Metson to show up to to be like, I'm not coming back, sourfang, and you know we still get that so that's that's something, yeah,
0: he made a deal. We'll stick to that deal. By the way, if you guys want to have a fun little uh, throwback in time, I shared a file with you guys about it. Um, I don't have it anymore. Maybe it's right there in our Slack. But anyway, the, I was digging through some Diablo 1 audio, trying to find something for the Boop Show, and I found some content that I, I I could have sworn Metzen had no involvement with any VO in that game, but I was wrong. He is, like, straight up in it. And let's see, I have it right here. This could be fun for our audience. All right, here he is. This is him talking, please listen to me. The Archbishop Lazarus, he led us down here to find the lost prince. The bastard led us into a trap. Now, everyone is dead, killed by
1: a demon he called the butcher.
0: The butcher, the butcher. butcher. Yeah, he uh, that he would have been like 20. We were, I was talking to him on text, we think he's like 22 there, 21, 22 just That's a young amazing. buck, yeah it's crazy right he's
1: come a long way he's uh <laughs> you know thrall wasn't built in the day no. We'll say. <laughs> no no there's a little accent creep that happens near the end of it all of a sudden he starts to sound a little bit irish maybe
0: let me play scottish it. let me jump ahead find this butcher and slay him so that our souls may finally rest
1: it seems oops
0: yeah at the tail end there you could kind of hear it and then deckard comes the archbishop lazarus goaded many of the townsmen into venturing into the labyrinth to find. oh my gosh dude it's so good and then guess what else i found i was digging around for this i found 10 hours of that guitar tristram music just played ad infinitum on uh, youtube you just roll it and for 10 hours all you hear is and I played <laughs> that for like why? four hours because it was great it put, Oh my gosh, Scott. It put me no. in a melt. Mo- it wasn't just repeating just That's the two much. riffs, it was like the, the whole intro song and then looped. So it was like, you know, mm-hmm. a three minute passage repeated over 10 hours. And I really got into it. That's all. Did
1: you just feel the urge to inexplicably duplicate everything you were carrying on your person? <laughs> No, but I was... Re- that's I, I, what I associate with that song.
0: I heard it, and I would I, I would constantly identify everything around me. Just like, that's my phone. This is a stack of Post-it notes. <laughs> this here's a pen, I'd say. Kept
1: running up to a man at a fountain. What is this?
0: <laughs> my wife brought me a hamburger. I said, ow, oh, what a tr- lunchly treasure you've brought me. And like, <laughs> it got real bad there quite for a while. quite a
1: treasure you've brought me <laughs> with this hamburger. <laughs> Do I detect cheese upon it?
0: <laughs> I got down that road real hard. But before this, lately I've been doing this, I don't know what this says about me, but I also played a 10-hour loop of um the Enterpr uh the TNG Enterprise. What was it? Enterprise D, I guess, or not E, but D. I think. Yeah. Uh the hum of the engine and the sound of the bridge with like a few little beeps and boops, and then once in a while a little shuffling on like the carpet where someone's moving around the bridge and the computer you hear a voice off to somewhere. There's this really great put your headphones on and chill out version of that. There's no music. It's just this ambient TNG Enterprise D bridge noise. Ten hours oh,
1: of it. It's great. Isn't that ASMR? What you just did. I mean, maybe I don't get all tingly uh, and have
0: like a braingasm no. or whatever it is people no. don't get. No. It's but not is ASMR. Is it
1: vibing? What is it? What's the term? Yeah, for what Scott is it, Listening to it's, ten well, hours it's, of it's the, a, the relax, Enterprise. It's a relax
2: meditation t- like tapes have been around forever. It's to help you relax and get zen.
0: All right, well let's see. Here, here's I'll play it, see what it does for you guys. Just a little bit here, ten hours. Okay. Hear that? It's just a lot of you know. You expect people to go, Wesley, get off the bridge, you piece of shit. (laughs) That never happens. But it's uh, I just had that going all day. I was more productive. I got everything needed done, getting done. It was just this chill. Lose myself into the. I
1: like this beep that's going on right now. It's like someone making a baked potato on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ever cut to the microwave, but there it is. I heard it.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, but I I uh, got on a real kick with that, and apparently you can do like a, <laughs> even if you just do like t- to Ensign Jagger if you. <laughs> If you do, ten, to Ensign Jagger. If, if you do, yeah, oh, are you guys ahead. having a full thing? Go ahead. You're, you're Where's coming. my potato,
1: Ensign Jagger? <laughs> I, I I put it in, sir. Uh, I had to wait for the bridge to clear. They don't like it when you cook report to the bridge immediately the bridge for disciplinary action. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, yes, yes, sir. It's really good. Next RPG campaign setting: Star Trek. Clearly, oh, we got it.
0: Look what I found. Okay, so I just did a search for ten hours in uh, YouTube just to see what else there was. Uh-huh. And it's showing me stuff. It thinks I want like there's the there's just the ambient engine noise from engineering. If you don't want the bridge Uh, for 10 hours, you can get 10 hour Diablo, 10 hours of uh, something called Crab Rave.
1: I found 10 hours of Barkley in the holodeck is what that is. The only
2: 10 hours video I had on for a while was 10 hours of the Expanse intro on loop. (laughs) Shut up. Really? Yeah, I was listening to it work. It's that intro music oh it's just beautiful do you
0: get tingly in your head and have an <laughs> asmr <laughs> <laughs> super
1: good
0: wait that's out of like halo that's yeah that. it's not quite it but it's
1: 10 cool. hours of halo probably exists you could probably find yeah. that now this
0: oh, one halo. i just found one called Sci- cityscape of mars base alpha one ambient space music sci-fi future world i could sit and listen to this for <laughs> days days In fact, I'm gonna. I didn't know this was in here. Uh, It's pretty good. Yeah, and they're showing like like, they're showing like CGI landscapes on Mars and cityscapes up close, and the Mars cliffs and bluffs way off in the distance, and about uh, ten hours of people clipping their nails. Let's see if it's in here. (laughs) Clip (laughs) nails. Oh, why not?
2: Or ten hours of barbershop.
0: Ooh. Uh, Here you you go. Get the
2: right
1: employees, you might experience.
0: I found ASMR tapping with paperclip nails. No, not ASMR. Well, that's what it's do, I'm to. just saying. This is called. All right. How about this? Uh, 50 hours. Uh, sorry. 50 plus triggers over three hours. No talking of ear cleaning, massage, tapping, peeing. Sorry. Peeling. <laughs> sorry. I want 10 hours play, of peeing. Play the
1: peeing one. Uh, I hear uh, peeing,
0: please. <laughs> let's see where I want to play this. Okay. Let's see what this sounds like. It's just long with no talking. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Jesus. let's see if this does anything for anybody. It sounds like a broken record. Okay. I
1: don't hear anything.
0: You guys don't hear anything?
1: What the hell is that sound?
0: Okay, hold on. Okay, I hate
1: it. I don't want anything to do with it. I hate it. It's yeah, like it's dragging a kid across ice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're, that was.
2: You're looking for, like, environmental soothing zen noises like rain on a spring day and stuff
0: but the whole asmr
2: thing's screwing up
0: yeah i guess so they're blowing that i really like like thunder man give me some thunder
1: yeah i ran into that this morning i woke up and it was there was thunder outside i did not want to get out of bed my favorite way
2: to sleep my grandmother she had a carport and she kept her couch we didn't park a car under the carport she had a couch and tables and chairs and plants and when it rained, I'd love to sleep on the couch. Oh. And the rain would be like a foot away from my head. I could smell the rain and I could hear. Shhh, and yeah. I would just sleep outside. I, in fact, one morning I woke up and the postman woke me up because he had to deliver to the door and walk.
1: There's the postman guy on the couch. And I went, hey, man, and I went back.
0: <laughs> this must mean it's that uh, YouTube has a 10 hour limit because there's. All of this stuff is at 10 hours. Like, there's a thunderstorm, like the yeah, way you're describing. Yeah, I think maybe that's true. Yeah.
1: Do you remember when YouTube had a limit of, like, five minutes? Oh, yeah. Or even oh, less. Geez. It might have even been less than that. Storm
0: coming in. A little bit of a storm. got to watch out. See, this um, is good. Yeah, it is good. Oh, I could listen uh, to that all night.
2: Wind's howling. Wind's howling. Okay, hold on. Wind's girl. howling. 10 hours no, no, of Geralt.
1: There we go. 10 hours of Geralt of Rivia. That's what I want. Oh, wait Saying a what he's
2: doing. Okay, Have hold you on. noticed when he talks? He's like
0: investigating it, going over there.
1: What is happening?
0: Okay, this is called Wind's Howling. <laughs> but it's not what's happening. All right. That's sorry. I in a broom closet. I'm going to send this to <laughs> yeah. you guys. I'm putting it in chat or in uh, Discord so you can see it. I don't know what to make of that. I'll put it over here so the chat can see it. Um, it's just uh, it's Geralt stuck in a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Geralt of Rivia stuck in a canoe as the canoe gyrates around him and him standing there all stalwart looking at Roach. Oh, and, and then now he he's,
1: switches the sitting. Now he's. How do you hovering. get
0: the How do you get the boat on the ground oh, like that?
1: Boat did? left. He's still there though. I don't know
0: how any of this is possible, except for that game is clearly glitchy in ways that still delight the senses.
1: Wooden's howling. That's, right, he's a Witcher. You don't know what he's gonna do.
0: Yeah, that might be my ASMR is watching him deal with such things. Do we have? A, by the way, sorry. Before we move on, do we have any feelings about um, that Witcher? Did you see the trailer for the Witcher series? you guys think yes
1: yeah I. you know what i think that show might end up being okay
0: yeah it looks legit i'm
1: still like the bar is super high for anything witcher for me Mm -hmm. like it's really really high so it went from there's no way this is going to work to hey this might be okay which is a huge jump i still don't know if i'm gonna be like oh my gosh it's the best thing ever but I, i don't know there was nothing Nothing that bothered me much in that uh, trailer. The only thing I wish there was more of was monsters. Because I kind of wish the show was just him, like, hunting monsters. But
0: Yeah, there's got to be more looked, of that, right? It looked great to me. Don't you think there'll be more yeah, of that? Yeah, it looked a little serious.
2: I mean, it looked good. But, like, The Witcher I know is the one that dawdles around in small <laughs> villages. and You know what I mean? Like, super serious around, like, a bunch of poor people. I don't know.
0: Well, the we'll see. the the, <laughs> to the take I'm getting is that it seems to be very... Um, like they're adhering to the n- novels and yeah. Yeah. that yeah. serious na- t- tone of those novels which is probably probably good if it focused too much on... It,
2: it's probably good for being based on the source material and doing something serious I don't know if it's going to line up to people who've only played
1: the game's expectations Oh we'll
0: interesting but they may have I mean that's
1: yeah. Uh Henry Cavill is a big fan of the Witcher series, so Yeah, he loves it. He that. might he might even unintentionally bring a lot of that in there. He's and they're certainly copying the look.
0: He rallied to get that role and I already liked him. And I uh people always want to complain about those Superman Batman movies of of recent years and, and I would just remind people he is not the problem. In fact, he's great casting, no. he is a hundred percent good enough to be your Superman. The writing is terrible. The directing is terrible. It's got nothing to do with Henry Cavill. So I'm excited about him having a project that's cool, that's in my wheelhouse. Um, he's a British guy with a fantastic physique. Who else? I mean, Geralt's not even British uh, or doesn't have the accent, I guess, uh, in the game. In this thing, I think he talks with one. Uh, but uh, whatever. Oh, I hope not. I, I mean, I don't know. You don't want the we, – we can't have the guy they have now, though. He's terrible. Like it's the only my biggest problem with The Witcher across all the games, and I've loved them. I think Witcher Three is one of the greatest games ever made. The voice acting for Geralt, while while we're all used to it and it's fun in its own dumb way, is is bad. It's not good no, voice uh,
1: acting.
2: I mean, I don't it's, know that I take up the debate on that, but I like it. Mm.
1: It's I, I perfect. I I don't yeah. disagree with mm. you, but it's also perfect. Yeah. it's
2: like is. it's it's perfectly bad in, in a way that like is dear to me. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: I I, I understand that and I agree with yeah. you. I feel that way too. If they change it in the game, I'd be annoyed. But if you just in a vacuum look at it sight unseen without the history we have, it's jarring and not. It's not great for what the character is. It sounds like a guy who lives up the road. He's supposed to be
2: emotional like uh, Mr. Mooncat says he's supposed to be emotionally stunted based on what I understand of the Witcher lore, at least in the game. Yeah. Like undergoing the trials makes you like dulls your emotions, right? Yeah. 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 So like the deadpan is also like I've thought lore kind of lore driven. So if he's super passionate in The Witcher, it's at least from a video game perspective, it's gonna feel off. Right. I don't know. Hopefully it's not that.
0: We'll see if it's good.
1: Yeah, I hope it he's is. He's not like a well, we full don't know. Vulcan, but he's like 60% of Vulcan. Yeah.
0: There yeah. is an opportunity here. Those those novels are extremely popular and sell very well. There's a possibility here of that being a you know, it could be Netflix's Game of Thrones. It, it could be. I'm not I don't want to pump up in, too many expectations, but there's a chance here to do it. The 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 uh, production looks really good. Um It's It looks like just what I want out of some fantasy stuff. So I'm into it. Let's bring it on.
1: Yeah. And I'm super, like you said, Henry Cavill is awesome. Yeah, he's great. Still, my the one thing, that last Mission Impossible movie was awesome. But its biggest sin, killing off Henry Cavill. 100%. And making him the villain. Because I was convinced he was going to be sticking around in that movie. Yep. And that series going forward. And I was so stoked. He was so awesome in that.
0: Yep. We, you were hoping, uh, here's what I was hoping for, and you were probably hoping for it, too. I wanted a spinoff. I wanted that to end somehow in a weird, like, well, he actually was working for us, double, triple agent, you know, whatever. And now yeah. we're going to get a whole series of movies that are Henry Cavill's character doing his own brand of stuff with his own edge. I would have been so into movies like that. would have been great. Yeah. So 100% with you on that. Also, there's that great scene in the bathroom where he's flexing his muscles and smacking his hands together. And his pocket yeah, his he, pocket he, disappears.
1: Yeah, he freaking cocks his arms and makes a pocket vanish. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, his pocket vanishes <laughs>
0: and his tie moves or something. They did some CGI multi-shoot thing there, but it was great. And I'll never forget it. Henry Cabell for president. All right, moving on. Let's do this. Nintendo is going to do right by all of you, finally. Uh, that is to say, no, the, recent, uh, the recent the uh, recent uproar, including John mentioning it last week, I believe, about Joy-Cons yeah. on the Switch uh, getting drift after some use. They start to kind of loosen up move in ways you don't want them to, and suddenly your character's moving without you moving him and that sort of thing. you probably experienced this on some uh, controller in your lifetimes, and that is a reported common occurrence with the Joy-Cons. So a lot of people have really two options. They can go buy new Joy-Cons. Or they can go buy a kit on Amazon or something and dissect that thing themselves and and replace some of the parts and fix it. Well, uh, Nintendo will now, uh, in light of some pressure and a couple of lawsuits, fix the Joy-Cons for free and offer refunds. And that includes a backlog of people who already had this done. So if you had it done and you paid Nintendo to do it, they'll refund your money. Um, this should stave off some of the pressure, I suppose.
1: And it seems like they're nope. doing... No, you don't think? Why? No, absolutely not. This made me mad, honestly. Like, yes, this is Nintendo doing the bare minimum to get by after people threatened to sue them. But uh, here's the problem. You're about to put out a portable device that just switch the, the Joy-Cons isn't an option for. Mm. Those sticks are permanently attached. If the Switch Lite suffers from this same problem you have just spent two hundred dollars on something that now is going to be permanently broken. And in addition to that, they didn't say anything about, well, we're going to fix it for the switch light. And they didn't say anything about, well, going forward, we're going to make sure that this isn't an issue with uh, future switches that we sell. Um, They recently talked about we're updating the model of the Nintendo switch to have a better battery. The the core model Mm -hmm. is going to have a better battery in it Mm -hmm. would have been a great opportunity for them to say, Hey, we're going to do something different with the stick. So this doesn't become a problem. So saying that they're going to repair it for free or give you a refund, if you had to repair it is absolutely the bare minimum. And as somebody who doesn't own a switch is still keeping me hesitant to buy one, Because it's a hassle I don't want to go through. It's nice of them to do, but you know what I would prefer? The sticks to not break.
0: Well, uh, yes, I'm 100% with you, but okay. So this isn't that unusual for almost every product ever made. Something's janky with it in the first iteration. uh, The company's faced with a decision. What do we do? Do we do do free replacements? Do we do a recall? Like if it's a car manufacturer, do we recall it because all of these glove boxes open when they're not supposed to or whatever. Um, there's always something like that with with stuff like this, especially when you do your first run. Uh, in this case, what I see happening is the normal thing. They're saying, alright, yep, this is a problem, so we're going to pay for it, we're going to fix it, and we're going to replace it, and the new stuff will be better for reasons X, Y, and Z. Now, they haven't said that, right? Yeah, they yeah. haven't said the new sticks are going to solve the problem, but I... I guess I have to think they need to, or this is going to cost them way too much money and bad PR. So this is, and and also there's some history for this. Every time they've done an iteration on a portable device, I'll just say the DS Lite as the example. Everything got more solid state and more rugged from the first iteration, which was janky, plasticky, and fell apart a lot. Uh, So they've already got a history of kind of doing that. So I'm not I'm not full. I'm not prepared to say that this is a nothing move, Uh, but I understand your frustration, especially as someone who is like on the fence and would like to buy it. Yeah. What they need to do is get out ahead of this and say, oh, and by the way, our revised home version and the light version are both uh, re-engineered. We've re-engineered the sticks. Uh, That's all they have to say. And I think that would be enough for people to trust it, you know?
1: Uh, That's the problem is it just feels it feels bare minimum to me. And I want just a little bit more. I think they could do a little bit more to make people feel better about it. And maybe they will. We're still a ways away from the Switch Lite. Hopefully something comes out about the sticks there. Obviously, if this is a news story and they're issuing refunds, they're going to get asked about it all the way leading up to the launch. So I'm hopeful that something will come of it, but it is frustrating right now to have a case where it's something that needs to be addressed and they're just like, well, we'll replace it. Plus, you've got But what does that do for me if I'm going to get a switch light? You know,
0: well, here's the thing. Adult use versus like kids use is is a big part of this. Um, The 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 big complaints are coming from people who really bang that thing around and it should stand up to more rigor than than it's currently getting. I'm not I'm not excusing it, but like I don't have this problem. None of the other adult only usage cases that I know of have this problem. So I think yeah. it's because we are a little more ginger with our multi-part electronic devices than, than a family of six who are passing it around the, the van on the way to, you know, California for Disneyland or whatever. And do dunking it in a Slurpee by accident and you know dropping it on the ground twice or three times. So I think there's a big part. There's a big reason why the light is actually, uh, hopefully from an industrial construction standpoint designed to withstand more, um, I mean, I say all of this purely out of just... Well, of course they will, because they have to. But you're right. I don't really have that much assurance that they will, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I think you make a good point, but the adults-only use of the Switch is what I'm talking
1: about. Adults-only Switch. Adults-only. Come in, put your Switch Joy-Cons in the bowl.
0: <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about barefooted Overwatch characters. Uh. Oh, they got a new character. Overwatch's new hero. His name is Sigma. For Sigma! uh, Is now playable on test servers. Much needed addition to the game, says this article. Sigma is a tank that uses gravity, uh, sorry, gravitech, gravitic technology to deal damage and create barriers. His only or his own dangerous experiences have given him a serious psychological damage. And now the terrorist organization Talon employs Sigma as a weapon. He's also not wearing any shoes. So that's well, what's thing. great about
2: Sigma is that if you play as him, you don't really have to look at it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that actually, yep. Yep, you're right. I mean, do you guys know, watch well, the, I, I didn't yeah, watch his lore video. I didn't watch anything except I checked out a Let's Play because I was curious about what his abilities were. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and
0: it turns out he's 62 years old. Yeah. Um, And his kit looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I dig it. You should uh, watch the lore video. It's actually kind of scary. Like, it wigged me out. <laughs> To be honest, he's got some crazy sound effect stuff going on. It just—it's just—it's an insane person that they're trying to. The other thing I know about him, know. I guess,
2: is he's Dutch and that he floats, so that he's a flying Dutchman. Oh, I
0: get it. I like that. <laughs> Boom. There's the. Uh, I
2: think I think uh, the fact that he's not wearing shoes is important. It's. An, I think it's an important part of his look.
0: There's a. There's some memes going around where people are putting Crocs on him and stuff like that. You know.
1: I think it's awful. <laughs> so put, not, put not shoes like it? on him. What's wrong with being barefoot? <laughs> it's the we literally talked about this last week with Robocop and his stupid one man hand. This is the yeah, exact same Robocop. thing, except now it's two dopey feet sticking out the bottom. But it's, you, that's give me this like super cool big armored guy, and then they're like, but. Sticking out the bottom, two spindly little feet. It just it's... looks dumb. I hate it. It looks, but so it's, it's meant to
2: look dumb because he's just escaped the asylum and he hasn't had time to put his shoes on. That is the end. He idea. had time
1: to put on his 90 pounds of armor. He's <laughs> 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 He's well, bigger than the, a semi. He's well, like, that, yeah, I just don't a- have time
2: for the shoes, though. <laughs> that's the aesthetic the look is supposed to convey. Not that that's literally he woke up that way. That is what they're yeah. saying. That's
0: their explanation. They're and I, saying... I, like, I dig it. They, I honestly
2: yeah. like I like Barefoot Sigma. This is pretty good. Blizzard's answer is kind of nasty looking anyways. Right, like right. He is. Yeah. He
1: okay, you know what will get me to accept this? Mm. This is the only way. And if they do this, honestly, I will never complain about it again if this is true. All right. If I shoot him in the foot, does it do headshot damage? (laughs) Of course (laughs) not. Then I hate it. Congratulations. It's the only part that's not armored. It should do do extra extra damage to to his feet.
2: I'm not going to convince you to not like it. Either you like something or you don't. It's uh, very subjective. I think he's cool. But If we get another tracer deal out of this or everyone's outraged because of some bare feet, that's when I'll have an opinion. Well, some people are into it. this is this is oh, this of
1: course. Is... There's some people into it. This is probably aimed at those people, Scott. Maybe Quentin
0: Tarantino is stoked about this turn of events. I'm
2: pretty sure they didn't in this ca- aim this character for, to foot fetishists. No, I don't think either so they? either. I don't think so
0: either. They're like I think they like did. Mike
2: Morheim and Frank Pierce. <laughs> listen, I know you're retired, but we just want to consult with you on our newest character, Sigma. Yeah, should he have shoes? They're like, no. We've been trying for years. The orcs don't well, have. We shoes. need to get. We,
1: we <laughs> need to get the feet people on. It's, yeah, hey, it's, by this... the way,
2: like don't orcs like? Aren't there a lot of Warcraft races that go barefoot?
0: Oh yeah, all the time.
2: Trolls, yeah, trolls like um, yeah. uh, dranai. Uh, their boots actually don't. I think, well,
1: they got hooves. The hooves.
0: They have hooves. Yeah, yeah. Same with and... Torrens. Torrens have that.
1: <laughs> he doesn't have hooves. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key difference. It's their feet.
2: <laughs> it's
0: it's what they stand on. Yeah. I don't look I'm just saying I don't have they,
2: a there's a Drenai bias on this panel now I, I
0: look I don't have a problem with what they said which is this has this has the um, uh, what's uh, what's the word we just said it where uh, he has the look of someone who just escaped and that's
2: I think that's cool. I just think he's supposed to look disturbing, but in a cartoon-friendly way. Because if they really wanted to make him disturbing, he'd be wearing somebody's guts all over him, but this is Overwatch.
0: That's, <laughs> the
2: case. That's true. So, they gotta, they gotta... so
1: their level of disturbing is he doesn't have shoes. On. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, think of all the, like, bullet casings he's got to step on. That hurts. It's horrifying. <laughs> a bunch of Legos. <laughs> the he's only Overwatch like, defeated over. by <laughs> no, Bastion. He's like, <laughs> Bastion, again with the bullet casings. You know I'm barefoot.
0: Yep. They're hot he's they're like, brum, 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 brum. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. I don't, we're going to play this game. Ca- we're going to play this character at some point and we're going to really enjoy him because apparently he's a very fun tank and that's all I need. So you say we, but I don't think John can be playing. Maybe not John. Maybe <laughs> Bo and I'll play it. Uh maybe it'll, maybe I'll solo it. I don't know, but he'll he'll be f- I think John would really like um
2: what's her face? Mm. Bob. Bob girl.
0: Oh, uh <laughs> uh, what's her name? Uh, F- I don't know. Frida. Jaina. Jaina. <laughs> Jaina, like, <laughs> Jaina. A, she looks yeah. like Overwatch
2: Jaina. This is literally, you know. Uh,
0: what's you her know. name, chat room? I forgot her name. It's like uh, Abernathy or something.
1: Are you talking about. Brigitte? No, it's the oh. it's the cowboy but Bob, girl. Bob! Bob, do something! Yeah. Oh one. yeah, oh, her. Ash. 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 Is, is it Ash? Ash? Yeah. Yeah. Ash with a yeah, name. Yeah. She seems great. Yeah. She seems fun. Like, there's cool characters in Overwatch. I will give them that. It's yes. a giant cosplay game. Of course the characters are cool. It's there to make people dress up like them, want to buy them outfits, and write about what relationships oh, they're I in. I see what John. That's story what the is. game's purpose is. Mm. So of course about the Blizzcon. characters are good. You're worried
2: about BlizzCon, aren't you, John? Because an important part of doing the cosplay for this character will be going barefoot. There's gonna be bare feet. Oh, are I had, I and had, had to I go, hear the music.
1: <laughs> I had to go barefoot. <laughs> There's a fungus outbreak at BlizzCon this year because <laughs> of all the friggin' Sigma cosplayers walking around with their 62 year old moldy cheese. Yeah, feet. Change,
0: <laughs> change your name to Smegma, not S- Sigma. <laughs> that's actually grosser <laughs> than I meant it to be. But yeah, uh, uh, I'm not looking forward to that either. I'm not looking forward to the barefoot. <laughs> That'll compl- be a skin, the Smegma skin. Yeah, yeah, not into it. Anyway, uh, that's a thing. People are into it. If you are interested in said thing, maybe check it out. <laughs> Okay, we're going to do a quick discussion about the games we're playing right now. So I did a weird thing. I ended up dipping back into Pillars of Eternity 2. And I think I was just gunning for a computer RPG, you know, Baldur's Gate style thing, which once in a while I just sort of want. And um, I thought about firing up Divinity 2 again, and I didn't do it because I feel like I played the hell out of that, and I just wanted a different... I wanted a change of scenery. And... Um, because I was having trouble, excuse me, with the Pathfinder game and uh, a bug I ran into, I was just sort of feeling stale on that. So I fired up Pillars of Eternity 2 and found out in the process that that game now supports a turn-based mode, which they didn't have before. Usually it's Baldur's Gate style where you pause and you kind of tell people what to do if you want to, or they can kind of act on their own. And then they, you know, roll dice and do their thing and, and it plays out. Then you hit pause again if you want to change stuff up. You're all familiar with that, but this has that still. Or you can play the game in full turn-based mode, which it plays a lot more like a tactical... Well, it plays more like Divinity, to be honest. Um, And I really like it, like, a lot. I think that game's great, and I'm going to keep that um, and i then- want to
1: check it out i got it and i installed it mm-hmm. and i got into that intro where they're telling you they're kind of summarizing what happened in the previous game mm-hmm. and then the thing that happened to me is i went oh this all sounds good this sounds interesting and they're like do you remember what happened and i'm like no i don't I wasn't there i'm starting with number two yeah. and uh So I got through that intro part and I said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go play Pillars of Eternity 1. So I quit, uninstalled that, started trying to get into that, and then wound up playing neither. So I think I need to just bite the bullet and dive into Pillars of Eternity 2. Did you ever play the first one, Scott? I did. Am I I okay to just jump into 2?
0: I did like it, or I did play it. I did like it. I think it's a lot more stiff and not as good as 2 in lots of different ways. The the graphics engine had a big overhaul. The voice acting was sparse in the first one, and in this one, it's all over the place. Plus, it's the critical role people, so you're just recognizing these voices left and right. It's great. You run into a little pig man, and it's freaking Liam O'Brien, and you're like, "Whoa, what the hell's that about?" So there's a lot of a lot of cool reasons to like that. Um, it, I think the story has a better pace to it. I like the combat better, and like I said, this turn based mode is super cool and a, just a really nice addition to it. And it came later. I don't know when, but some some update in the last year, uh, they introduced that, and it's very, very good. So I would say you would be safe doing that. Plus, when you choose all those options at the beginning, um, some of them I remembered and some I didn't. So it's one of those RPGs where you can kind of cater that and say, oh, yeah, I do remember that guy. And then you'll get some story that assumes you know this stuff and it'll tell you things. But if you don't know one, you say, remind me i've i'm rusty or whatever and then <laughs> she'll fill you in uh, uh the lady at the thing but then you got to reconstruct yourself and you either pull in an old save with your old character or you just start over with the new guy and do all the new stuff you want because you're going to be reconstituted back on the planet or back on the in the in the uh, in the mortal realm so it, they give you the perfect stage to just start there and not worry about one i guess is what i'm saying you don't have to play one to enjoy it in my opinion okay it's really
1: yeah, good. I'll, I'll dive back in. I'm <clears throat> craving a game like that right now. So same, I'll probably be in there soon.
0: Same. I was, that. that's the thing I was, for whatever reason, I just had an itch for it. And I'm like, I have, t- I have 50 of these. What's good to, what should I, I mean, I could even play Baldur's Gate again. Like, what do I want to do? And then that one won out in the end. And, and I think it's, I think it's really good. Also looks, I think- looks so much better than the first game. The first game looked okay, but this thing, huge jump in, uh, the way it looks and feels.
1: I have a theory why you wanted to play that and why I have an itch to play it. Why is that? It's because it would be unfair of us to ask Bo to do more DM work, (laughs) but we somehow need that itch scratched more than once a week. Yeah, I think it is
0: like this happened. This happened to me when we first started doing our D and D stuff. And I, and I got back into divinity again, so hardcore for a few months there, because that was like an extension of what we were doing in there will be dungeons. So, I think you're right. Like it's just another outlet. And this There's
2: thing something to tactical gameplay that is different and satisfying.
0: Yeah. Plus this is like, um, that's the other thing is the turn base makes it feel more like a, a tabletop experience. Cause you are doing turns now. Um, and it doesn't really significantly slow the game down in my opinion. I, it feels just about right to me, but the, um, uh, just the knowledge that underneath it all, I don't know what the system's based on. Cause I don't know if it's D and D or something else or their own, their own underlying systems, but it's still, you know, dice rolls and chances of hit and miss and, you know, all the stuff that you're used to in a tabletop setting, it's all sort of there, but you've got all these other layers of, of polish and finish. And, and there's also kind of a pirate thing going on in that game, which is a cool theme. So you get your own boat, John pirate. Yeah. Yeah. You I, I
1: happen to think magic and fantasy stuff on boats is the coolest thing. It so is pretty cool. I'm 100% on board. Oh, yeah. You that. should literally what on board.
0: Get it? Boats. Space, bo- space, space boats. Same as space boats.
1: Sure. Probably. Yeah. Probably. That I mean, sounds all right. Aren't all spaceships no, a boat? It gets a little tricky when you have to worry about air and stuff. But I mean, Yeah, but you've got magic good. atmosphere. I think you'll be fine.
0: All right. Okay. Magic atmosphere. <laughs> I like that. I also am back playing heroes a ton. I play I've been playing every day that I've been home. I was gone for a few days, but I um I've been playing all the time. I love Heroes of the Storm right now. I don't know why, but everything's clicking for me in there and I'm loving it. And I feel like I've never I feel like I've never had as much fun, but I also feel like I've never played as well as I'm playing right now. So it's a weird bunch of a cacophony of, of factors, but I am enjoying the hell out of it.
2: It's fun when you feel like you've improved at something and you're skilled at something.
0: Yeah. You kind of want to play it. It feels it's good. It yeah, feel, feel, yeah. feels really good right now. So uh, more uh, All up with heroes these days. All right, uh, John, what are you playing? Still still in the world of Final? Are you still chocoboing around town or what?
1: <laughs> I am. So it's nothing that I haven't talked about before, so I'll just mention them all real quick. Uh, final Fantasy fourteen, still plugging away at that. I'm... I do feel like people are pulling a little bait and switch on me with this game. I got to say, because when I first started playing it, everybody was like, okay, you just gotta, you just gotta power through the early stuff. It gets really good at the end. Just take our word for it. And it's true. That part was true. I got to the end quest. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is some great stuff. And I was like, so this is it. Like, and now I'm going to just ride this wave of everything being great. And I mentioned that I got that far and someone said, okay, now, There is about a hundred quests left that are really awful, but then it gets good. And I was like, What are you doing? Why didn't all of a sudden I get to the checkpoint and you moved it further? And you were like, Okay, Mm. just a hundred more awful quests, yeah. And then, hey, guess what? It really picks up so. I'm going to do my 100 awful quests and we'll Good see Lord. where the game goes from there.
0: Are you worried they're going to just uh, do it game? to you again? They're going to do it again. You're going to get there and they're going to say, Oh, I'm sorry. Another 50 is all another 50 quests. Let's go. Is so the,
1: the hundred quests was, I guess what they kind of put out as placeholder content because there was end game for the original relaunch of the game and the expansion was coming out, but it was taking a while for the expansion and so these 100 quests or whatever it is, is uh, kind of content that they were putting out to kind of keep people busy between the original and the first expansion. And so I guess most people consider it to be kind of filler and not that interesting and not that important. Um, and so that's where I am storyline-wise about to head into the first expansion. Right. So,
0: yeah, and Bo, were you saying about endgame? Your... I was just wondering, those quests are the endgame quests or
1: um i mean not as it is now they were at the time uh so back when oh. level oh, 50 okay. i think was the cap or whatever it was they this would have been like, end game but do, you, do you have
2: to do the quest to progress i guess is what i'm asking if it's end game for that expansion like, can't you just i think there
1: it? might be a way to skip it i've heard a couple people talk about it i know at the very least final fantasy you can buy story skips so at the very least, I could theoretically go out there and be like, all right, put me on the first expansion quest and it would do it. But I'm so close, like, just put something on Netflix and get to I guess maybe I'm misunderstanding.
2: Like, you know, if you were to come to WoW now and didn't play Legion, you just wouldn't have... and you'd have to level through it.
1: So yeah. you just
2: do a couple of quests in the first zone and then move on to Battle for Azeroth. Right. Oh, like, oh I see what you mean. There's an option here. Like, you, mean <laughs> you, like know, a, you can't just be the, like...
0: The ah,
1: problem... Eh. The boost? problem with it, and I again, I don't know, so I'm sure people will correct me uh, after this, but um, from what I've experienced, Final Fantasy has a linear story throughout the entire game, and so you are you're literally just following this story, and it takes you through everything. It's not like a, it's not a case of oh well, I'll just drop it here and pick it up somewhere else. That quest stops at wherever you stop. And until you complete it, it doesn't move forward. Well, so but you there's no, I'll the jump boost. over this section.
2: But you said there was, you could pay for the boost, right?
1: There's that. Right. Option? Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I'm close yeah. enough where I can do it. And I could probably honestly just focus in on whatever is the story quest and just do that. And it would probably go a lot quicker. Well, okay.
2: I interesting
0: i still find myself interested in this game because of all the talk you and kyle and others are are saying about it i just can't decide if i want to dive in that deep or i just, mean how
2: many hours are you looking at yeah
0: What'd
2: to you get say? from zero to, to end game how many hours are we looking
0: at yeah
1: i don't know how many weeks have i been talking about? It? i don't know i feel <laughs> three, like i've put at least three I, I feel like I've put in a, a pretty decent chunk of hours into it. And not to say that this has all been bad. I am I have no, 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 certainly no. not been playing this game as just a, ugh, I'm doing this on the promise that it will get good. But there have been moments, but it, it's definitely a game that WoW learned a lesson very early on to kind of respect the flow of time and all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. if they wanted you to go do a quest in an area, they'd probably give you three or four quests to go do in that area, so you could work on all of them at the same time. This game does not do that. This game will send you to a place, and then you'll come back and turn it in, and they will send you right back to that same place that you were just at to go do something else there now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that stuff can get a little tedious, but there is still some really cool story beats and ideas and and concepts playing around in there.
0: Well, may the may the world find happiness in the game so, you found. So like
2: eighty hours, maybe. A- <laughs> Bo's looking just from raw <laughs> yeah. ass numbers, yeah. Eighty. Yeah, you're doing can, God's work by playing it for the rest of us who can now look at it and be like, yeah, it's too much time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, <laughs> a it's a lot of time. It it is. Uh-huh. But I do like Final Fantasy. Got to play as a Dragoon, which is pretty cool. They do a good job of giving you armor that looks like the thing you want to be. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm this cool sounding class, but I look like I'm wearing dirt. You know, like you actually feel cool in the game. Like it's it's interesting. Yeah. That's good not to look uh, like you're wearing you, dirt. You mentioned
2: that. That reminds me of my monk, whom I transmogged everything to make it make it look like I was in starting armor because mm-hmm. I hated all the monk outfits. Yeah,
1: it, that's no, true. I hated that with my monk too. Mm. I hate
2: yeah. all, in World of Warcraft all of the monk items look dumb. Mm. They're really. I just want to be naked with a big ass belt on and punching and kicking like mm.
0: Bruce Lee. Mm. Anyways, yeah. Was he tra- na-
2: I was transmogged it to invisible.
0: He wasn't naked, was he?
2: <laughs> no, but he had like pants on, like very minimal. I'm no. thinking kerosene mainly, you know, like just not a lot of clothes. Right. You're <laughs> a monk. You don't need clothes. You just need, <laughs> need fists and, and, and grease lightning or whatever. Sure.
1: The the chat wants to know if I think that Scott, your hatred of anime will make you hate Final Fantasy Fourteen, though.
0: I don't hate anime is the problem.
1: <laughs> the problem but is you do <clears throat> I
0: hate I hate some of the tropes that are always seem to be there in anime, and this game may be full of those things. I don't know. Like, are there little dirty old men going eh, ta, 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 all the time, and are there like big eyed? Well, uh, d- uh, do people muggles. say uh? Do people say uh, all the time? Does it happen?
1: No, okay. there's uh, there are two characters that I got introduced pretty early on to, though, that literally my first thought was, I think Scott would hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so it was this little uh, Taru Taru guy named like Pop Limo or something like that. And this other lady wearing the most ridiculous outfit in the world. And they both kind of just bumble their way into the scene. And she's just like, we need me go over here and do a thing. And he's like, now, now, I'm a little man and I'm going to tell you a thing. And she's like, come on. No, yeah, and they no, just no. kind of bumble around like that. And I was just like, Scott's going to hate yeah, this. I would if hate he ever that. sees
2: this, he's going to hate I would so hate Do you much. have maids in your player housing? Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: I don't have a player house. So they sent me to the place where player housing exists. And they're like, look at it. And I just assumed I couldn't buy anything, so I was like, yep, there it is. And I turned around and left, and I've never come back.
0: Same in uh, ESO for me. There's housing in there, and they, I have, a, I have a basic domicile house thing. And I walked in there and went, oh, this is like a whole other game in here. Like, this is where people come and decorate and play freaking Animal Crossing all afternoon. I'm going to go do Quest. Bye. And I left it. I haven't been back. I'm sure I'll go back, but, you know what's the <laughs> i'm not a, a player housing and everyone's screaming for it in world of warcraft for so many years i don't think people know what they're asking for there you can work on it for a hundred hours grind to get all the stuff and invite people over
2: for two hours or even two minutes
0: like yeah it's nice anyways i'm out yep Well, oh, here's some game assets <laughs> that i've seen somewhere else bye like it's not <laughs> right nothing great in there
1: i like the way you arranged the assets that i also have
0: yes and i don't want to let i don't want to poo poo them because i think that that is a valid thing to be into: decorating, collecting, f- filling it up. Better... They have a game for that called The Sims. <laughs> and they might love The Sims, and I'm okay. I'm like, that but this... I wanted in my MMO, <laughs> and I'm like, eh. it's just not my thing. I I really do think that's why Blizzard never did it because I think they are in my camp of like you you think you want yeah, this. But they
1: tried and they sucked it up. Like it was terrible. Garrison's were awful. Well, that was their try. And it was super bad.
0: It was never like, housing, though. It was just like a.
1: But it, it was super and bad.
0: It was. It,
2: it was maybe just not great, right? Yeah. Or, or It was super bad.
0: It was. It was. Super it, it was not great. I wouldn't call it super bad. It had its. It was just moment. a quest hub.
2: Like I didn't. Like, I didn't really feel like it was mine. I knew I was phased into my own version of the same thing everyone else had. So yeah. it just felt like a quest hub that you. Like I, I agree, it wasn't great. I'm not. I'm not sort of disagreeing with you. I just. It wasn't the worst. I, I just think liked, to me, uh, defending it. Mm.
1: There's a. <laughs> <laughs> Bo just explained his stance on so many things. Yep. I just kind of like defending it. Um, <laughs> I feel like MMOs are games about acquiring stuff, whether that's personal power as a player, whether that's gear, weapons, mounts, pets, all these things. The more stuff you can put in an MMO to collect, to earn, to do something with the better and i think player housing is a really good opportunity for that and it's mind-boggling to me that there are still games out there like world of warcraft which i still play and like but my goodness every time they're like well we need to put more stuff in the game what do we put in the game and they're just like i don't know maybe higher stats on the armor It's Mm. like, guys, put in player housing and and give items for that. Put in titles, put in special effects for your characters, put in a million things. And every time they're just like, I don't know. I don't know what we could possibly put in this world we've created. There's nothing we can entice players with. It's impossible. Mm. It can't be done. Yeah. So I like I like player housing because it does offer something else that you can do as a player. Um Something else you can earn, something else you can chase after if you're into it. I'm just, for me personally, player housing, isn't it? I'm an adventure, dang it. I yeah. live on the road right. in the occasional inn. Right. That's that's where my life is. My
0: real life, I'm in my chair and my computer a lot. But in my fantasy life, I'm out killing shit. Not that's making right. a house. That's not what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> I don't have time for that. I do that when I retire. <clears throat>
0: I do. I do. Uh, they do than, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say, other than that, Heroes of the Storm and Civilization.
0: Oh yeah, Civ six still playing that. That's great. wrong with that? That's
1: kind of my comfort food of gaming. If I'm yeah. gonna do something else, and I uh, picked up the D and D Essentials Kit from Target. Oh, wait, uh, which is not video gaming related, <clears throat> but it is gaming related, and I figured I would mention that as well.
0: Uh, on on some sort of deal, or you just happened to see it and thought oh, I'm gonna grab this, or what, what was the deal there?
1: So the essentials kit is actually only available at target right now. That's the only place that sells it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of neat because it comes with kind of, it's almost like a starter set for D and D in a lot of ways. Uh, But it also ties into D and D beyond, which is cool because we all use that for our campaign. And it includes an adventure that has a minimum of two people. So a DM one player And then it uses a thing called the sidekick system to kind of let the DM simulate allies for that player if you're just going to do a one-on-one session. And it's kind of a neat way for, let's say, you have somebody that might be interested in playing the game and kind of wants to dip their toe into it. They're not really ready to dive in with a whole group of people. It supplies you with an adventure that you can do just sitting down. Um, and just doing a, a two person sort of thing and they can get a feel for whether or not it's going to be something they enjoy, which I know we all got to do when, when I did a one shot, I did a one-on-one session with both of you and and that was a ton of fun. So I think there's actually a lot of really cool things, uh, that can be done there.
0: One quick note about that. Somebody was talking to me. I don't remember who it was. Somebody was asking me some questions about the show. We were having this back and forth email and said um i think i would really get into D, but i can't do all of that role playing and i said well you don't, you don't have to. to do any of it <laughs> like there's no need to do any of it it's it's um it's already kind of I'm a mixed talk. bag like the role playing we do on our show we have a lot of fun with role playing but we also sometimes are just being stupid like we're just saying things that we would never say in a real fantasy setting um so even there you have you have openings like that but like um uh, you know, there's no, there's nothing that says you have to be full character all the time. In fact, there's nothing that says you have to do at mm-hmm. all. You can just say, oh, all right, well, I'm going to go around here then. Okay, cool. The zombie swipes from the left, and he got an opportunity attack, and now you're six points down, uh, piercing damage, blah, blah, blah. Like, you just can play, and there's nothing that says you can't. So, I always feel like that's just important to say to people so they don't feel intimidated by that, because I know a lot of people don't want to role play. I get it. Totally get yeah. it. Like my tendency is is to never take that too seriously anyway. So I already know what you're saying. Like I have to have fun with it or else I ain't doing it. Um, and whatever's fun for you, and if that means no, r- and let's see here with the group that the other four all want to role play constantly and you don't, that's still okay. F those guys, yeah. do what you want to do. As long as you're
1: having, as long as you're having fun, like if you're constantly bummed out that they're role-playing and you feel bad like go out there and find a group that well, matches do, your play style but, but. Yeah. is that
2: coming from a player perspective or a dm perspective because those two are separate well player probably people, people players will show up and play in the way that they want to play and they won't get rebuked really for it mm-hmm. i think when people want to run the game it's a little different because they don't want to disappoint people or they want people to have a good time so then they just rather not try. And I would say you can just run a game with as a DM doing zero role play. You don't have to. Yeah. That's not I think a lot of the stuff you're probably seeing on media right now that's the darlings are they're great, but they're they're poor examples of what your regular game will look like when you're playing. 'Cause so it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Including ours. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have to be like ours yeah exactly and uh, and,
1: and sometimes so. it starts one way and you just find your voice i i know when we did the one shot scott you and i we were doing our one-on-one session and you were like do i have to do a voice or anything i was like no it's up to you if you want to do a voice and you're like i don't know maybe and you start you started light and then you were like i'm gonna do a voice and i was like yeah go for it man mm-hmm. and you leaned into it and you created garpoon <laughs> and then you develop this character over the course of the session yeah. And you went from like, I don't know if I'm going to do a voice, to by the end you were yelling. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And then when we all got together, friggin' stole the show with Garpoon, the friggin' <laughs> fighter that's just going to yell his name every time he shows up. Yeah, you face so, Garpoon. He, you was, know, he was great. <laughs> you might be surprised at what, what you find when you start playing around. Yeah,
0: and if it's with friends you, you know like and you all just are having a good time, there's no reason you couldn't, you know take it a little further and stuff but there's no rule i guess is what i'm saying you can do right. how you want to do the rules of the game do not require you to be a thespian with five accents you can you can just get in there and knock it out uh Bo, you uh what have you been playing you, uh, for the king eh? I see that on the list Ooh, yeah
2: I jumped into for the king this weekend it's a uh, roguelike it's very cute it's also very frustrating because it wants you to lose the game in the same way that FTL kind of does, you know, where you're trying to build your cool ship. Yeah. Then the space people are chasing you. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's an issue. <laughs> Anyways, it's a roguelike. Uh, it tries to kill you, but I I played two sessions on easy mode and it's not so bad. It's In fact, I would recommend buying it and just playing it on easy mode for the enjoyable 8 to 10 hours experience.
0: Yeah, because that's yeah, the what the full t- the campaign plus the little side thing they give you. Whatever you get
2: all the expansions for free, so there's actually six game modes. I've, I've done three of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is just a dungeon run where there's no map mechanics. Basically, it's a board game where you can control three characters and you can play co-op, which we're going to do tonight. Yeah, it's three different characters.
0: I'm very. exciting. And
2: you have to beat the clock. You know, chaos is coming. You if you let the chaos generators. Uh, get out of control it makes your world your life harder so you're playing this juggling match of getting rid of scourges and um, chaos from the land all meanwhile trying to do a campaign campaign takes about eight to ten hours so it's not a long game but it is permadeath so when you play on regular mode it's much harder and you can expect to die and sort of have that fun ftl like challenge but in a one half board game kind of way, and then second half like Final Fantasy battle mode kind of way, where everyone takes turns doing their moves. Yeah, it's a turn based. It's also thing. kind of like D D because you there's dice rolls, mm-hmm. and managing your dice rolls is a big part of succeeding mechanically in the game. So yeah.
0: it's uh, and dice rolls for everything. yeah it's called For the King, and we're going to be playing it on stream right after the show. Uh, chat room. Some people are asking what's the name of that thing. It is For the King available for on Steam. The King. What does that it's thing 15, 15 bucks or 99 or something? I think it
2: was like 20 or some 20 Canadian, so probably 15 bucks. Yeah. It's not expensive and it's I started playing it on a lark to play for an hour and I played through the whole session. That was like a couple of nights. Yeah. I picked it up <laughs> it way really back
0: good. in very early access m- mode and I can tell you that that thing went through some serious polish toward the end and it's got this great low poly look that's like on purpose. Uh just feels really good so definitely worth checking the other
2: out. The part that's fun about it too is that there's the thing called a lore store so as you play through you collect lore and then you go to the store and unlock more items and map tiles and things that happen in game as you progress so it's got that roguelite kind of loop to it too which makes it fun
0: yeah so stick around we're going to play that and uh, of course you've been in Heroes and Magic and all your normals yeah, uh, yeah
2: Heroes and Magic those are the other two games I played.
0: Nothing <laughs> wrong with those nothing wrong with those all right, here you go. We're gonna read this now. It's an email. That's a good question. This is from uh, Jay Haskin, who wrote it and said, Uh, you were talking. or sorry, this is uh Final Fantasy fourteen notes for John. Okay, John, you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, here's what he says to you. You were talking about feeling impolite about watching cutscenes in dungeons. Whenever a, a new player in a dungeon or is in the dungeon queue, the fame announces the fame? And it, what's that? Is that a thing in the game? Mm-hmm. The fame announces? He may have wrote that wrong.
1: Maybe it's a frame. Maybe
0: oh. yeah. Okay, maybe that's it. The frame announces that there is a new player in the dungeon and that everyone will get a bonus to do or currencies. It's a nice way to incentivize people to play with new players and offset what would otherwise seem like a burden. So I don't totally understand his point, but it sounds like they're incentivized to be nice to you or to wait. Or to whatever. Yeah, so when I
1: when I got to the end of the main story, there's a series of two bigger scale dungeons that you run, and basically people go there and they farm them for XP and uh, a currency that I can't remember the name of, but we'll just call it currency for the for the moment. Right. Because I was new and I had never done it before, uh, they were being guaranteed uh, 200 additional of that currency. Of which I think the reward was probably, I don't know, 300, 400, 500, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not a ignorable amount or something like that for me being there. But it did mean that they had to watch the cutscenes. Uh, I did try to skip them. I tried to be nice, but apparently in those in particular... Even I get locked out. They wanted to remove pressure from people like me feeling like they had to skip them. So if there's a new player, they become unskippable. So they were they were forced to watch them because I was there. And uh, as a result, they got extra currency for me being there too. So it kind of, you know, it's kind of like a, oh, we're bummed about this one thing, but we're excited about another thing. And that community so far has been really great. I did something incredibly stupid in those dungeons. Uh, I didn't click a thing that I was supposed to click. So they all progressed and I had to run back halfway through the dungeon to click a thing and then try and catch back up to them. And then I got lost. And eventually it just said, they're starting to fight a boss. Do you want to teleport to it? And I was like, yes, please, because I don't know where I am. And uh, so it was and nobody cared. I told them and I was like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, no problem. Just catch up when you can. And, um, that was it so it hold was on
0: fine. that game has an ability to if the thing fight starts and you're not there it'll teleport you in there that's pretty cool
1: yeah
0: also that's i mean why would you ever go anywhere just wait for everyone else to, mean, to do their thing that happens <laughs> in World <of>
2: warcraft too
0: <laughs> yeah but if it, your well,
2: teammate falls behind you can just kick them and then auto lfd will just put a new one in
0: oh well yeah but in this case it <laughs> where asks, you are it lets john <laughs> stay in it lets him keep going oh whereas wow would kick you out you'd be booted yeah but for the other four players they don't care yeah (laughs) are they are these friends you're playing with like aie peeps or stuff or or no just no these are
1: just total total randos
0: huh that's cool
1: yeah i've i've done two really dumb things that was the first one the other one is when you're in a dungeon you do fill up this bar called the limit break Mm -hmm. uh meter Mm -hmm. it's a Concept has been in a lot of Final Fantasy games when it fills. Basically, you can use it. And depending on what role uses, it depends on what it does. So if a healer does it, it's a big heal for the team, a big emergency heal. Uh, I don't know exactly what it does when the tank does it. And if it's DPS, it does a crazy amount of DPS. Mm. Uh, But. I used it on trash. (laughs) because I did not know it was shared with my team. I thought it was shared, and that was just for me. I thought that was my own little limit break bar, and I wasted it on trash that we were going to kill, uh, and a slight misclick. And they went, really? (laughs) I just wrote back, I was like, okay, I didn't know that was shared. That was my mistake. I'm sorry, I'm new, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's when they explained it to me and uh said no it's no big deal here's how it works here's when you typically want to use it here's what we're going to do on this final boss because it's we're going to do it a little different than you might expect yeah that was it yeah. so they've they've all been very cool and very understanding as i do a bunch of uh new newbie stuff sounds
0: like a good community i'm I'm heartened to hear that that they're i don't know it's just better than i would have i don't know I, i'm just so used to you know wow toxicity uh, for various reasons that when I hear that there's some nice MMO community out there, that's not chewing you out for stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of nice. I like that. Uh, yeah. all right. Well, there's that. Uh, thanks for your email there, Jay. You can send us emails by going to the website, frogpants.com core, or you can leave us voicemails at 801 That's going to do it for the show. Like I said, after this, we're going to head on in there and play for the King, which I've been looking forward to very much uh i think this is going well, the to be, king we've been talking about doing this for a long time too so there's no voice acting in this game so we all have to
2: do voice acting yeah we have to oh, we have sweet. to role play yeah. okay it's all yeah. role play just to read the little dialogues i think we
0: should do that yeah as long as everyone's okay with a little role play we'll be fine uh but anyway that's coming up here <clears throat> shortly we're going to be playing that for who knows how long so stick around <clears throat> be a part of that that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to visit the website, frogpants.com core show. Nope, it's just core. Sorry. Frogpants.com slash core. Where you want to go to core shows over at Patreon, patreon.com slash core show. And that's linked on our website as well. So it's super easy to find and a great way to support the show. I was just told this morning that I have to get John to conjure up a new Dear Martha letter. That's right. You get your own Dear Martha letter in the mail, like in the mail, a letter Uh, they're amazing. It's just one of the levels available to you at patreon.com slash core show. Plenty more happening over there, so do check that out. You can leave us voicemails, like I said before, at 801-471-0462. Find us on Twitter, at Bo Schwartz, at John underscore Jagger, and at Scott Johnson. The show is at CorePod. That's going to do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hey, Morheim, I know you're ready to get out of here, but just just stay.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods,